think I'm going to jump right in to the message today. Um, and then I'm excited about what may happen just in the altar time here, um, just ministering to people. In Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 18, we're going to read. We're going to read quite a bit of Bible today, if that's okay with you. Some of you might be behind on your Bible reading, so I'll kind of help get you caught up today. Um, we've been in a series and actually a theme for the summer called Sand and Stars. You guys can stay with me just for a second. Looking good over there, choir. Wow. And, and the, the idea comes out of the story with Abraham when Abraham shows up, or God shows up to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. And, makes a covenant with him, a promise to bless him and to increase him and that he be a father of a people, that that God was going to work his plan through Abraham and through his family, that he'd become actually a nation and that through his lineage would come Jesus and, and through him would actually come you and that we are the fulfillment of that prophecy. We are the sand and the stars today. But Abraham, when God showed up to him, was at the age of 75, and he was struggling with the idea to believe that God could do the impossibility or the impossible. And so, so God takes Abram out of his tent and changes his name, and he says, here's what I need you to do. I need you to quit looking at your limited limitations. I need you to, I need you to leave fear behind. I need you to leave doubt behind. I, I need you to start counting stars. Because every star that you count, I'm going to give it to you. It's going to become your descendant. Abraham, if you can count it, I can give it to you. And it transformed Abraham's life. And sand and stars just represents the fact that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever think or ask. He could go beyond your wildest dreams. All he needs you to do is to believe. We're all believing for sand and stars in our lives. Amen. If you're raising kids, you're believing for sand. Come on, does anybody need any God help today? And there's so many things that we've been looking at in this story, but in Genesis chapter 22, let me read this and then we'll pray and then we'll let the choir go. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 It says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested, tested Abraham. Now, let let me just make some few disclaimers because we're reading a lot and and, and it'd be easy for me to get distracted on a whole lot of things here. But but, but really, this is not, not so much about a test of Abraham as it is a testimony of Jesus. We're going to focus on the test today, but really this whole passage is really not about Abraham and Isaac. This whole passage is about God the Father and His Son Jesus, whom He marched up a mountain called Calvary, became the substitute so that you and I could be forgiven. came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham and And he said, here I am. And then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. Keep in mind, this is not really about them. It's about the testament. It's about what God did for you with his son. It's, It's a prophecy. It's prophetic. It's pictures. It's images. It's types and shadows. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place at which God told him. And then on the third day, hmm, the third day, (laughs) Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off, and Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we'll come back to you. Abraham took the wood, the burnt offering, and laid it on Isaac, his son, just like the cross was laid on Jesus. He 
He took the fire in his hand and the knife and took, and two, and the two of them, the two of them, the two of them, Abraham and Isaac, the two of them went together. Two generations working together, functioning together. If you know anything about celebration, celebration is about generations working together. It's not about the young. It's not about the old. It's about the generations. The two of them went together, but Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, and he said, here, here I am, son. And then he said, look, the fire, and the wood, but where is the lamb? <laughs> That'll preach. I'm hoping to get to that part right there. Where is the lamb? The younger generation, maybe they're not as messed up as you think they are. Got the knife, got the fire. <laughs> got the smoke, got the lights, got the programs, got the screens, got the sound. But, but, but Daddy, where's the lamb? Where, where, where's, I've had enough of this church stuff. Where, where's? Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Isaac is like, like 16 or 17 years of age at this time. He's not being forced to do this. He's cooperating. Jesus wasn't forced to do it. He was a part of the plan. Abraham and Isaac, they're, 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 they're cooperating together. Bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now, for now I know that you fear God. Now I know, now, now I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him, there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Hmm. I remember some thorns that the Bible said they placed on Jesus. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide or could be translated Jehovah Jireh. As is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, now hear it, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Can I just make this comment too? Uh, I think Abraham had more than one son. Don't want you to get confused. We, we, did, we did a message on, on, on Ishmael. You know, what, what do you do when the promise and the mistake are living in the same house? But when God is saying it's time for the sacrifice, he's, he, he, he says, bring that only son that you have. And I'm sure Abraham's going, well, I got more than one son. And God is saying, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't bring me the one you made. Bring me the one I gave. Huh? It's funny how we want to give stuff to God that, that we create and we make. Our ideas, our ways. Man, I feel God already in this place. Mm. Blessing, I'll bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. Your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Now up to this point, God is trying to get, now you count, you believe, you exercise your faith. But at this point, once Abraham does what God tells him to do, 
It's no longer do you have to believe for it. I'm going to do it in your life. You got sand and you got stars. You, you, the miracle is showing up today. I, I just, I've just come to tell somebody today that possibly this is your day. Does anybody need a miracle? Does anybody need a breakthrough? Does anybody need some answers? And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. God says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you sand and stars, and you will defeat your enemies. Today, I want to talk from this thought. It's just a test. It's just a test. Father, again, I thank you, and I pray. Blessings upon your word today. Once again, you give us eyes to see, ears to hear. And Father, the attention, the focus, it's not divided. God, we're not distracted by technology. We're not distracted by the things in our home. But God, for these next moments that we will hear from heaven to get the answers to move forward in this Christian life that we've been called to. God, bless your people today. Help me to speak, Lord. Give me boldness, fresh anointing. God, help me to deliver the news to your people. God, I pray that we would receive it as this house, that we might step into our sand and stars. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. So here we see that God is testing Abraham. Now, we have the privilege of knowing that God was just testing Abraham. But Abraham, he didn't have that privilege. He, he didn't know that he was being tested. We, we have the benefit of seeing this from the story's end, knowing that it's all going to work out okay for Abraham. But Abraham... He didn't know that, 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 that this was just a test. For him, it's a living hell. Hmm. This, this doesn't feel like, this does not feel good to Abraham. This feels like hell on earth. This wasn't fun. But God said, it's just a test. I don't know about you, but as I look back over this past 18 months or so of pure craziness, and I see the pain, and I see the hurt, and I see the disappointments, and I see the confusion, and the instability, and the uncertainty. Um, now, I know for some people, it's been easy, and it's been like a vacation to you, or a, a walk in the park. But, but for most, <laughs> we're just glad we're still standing. We're still breathing. After all the hell we've been through, and I'm not just talking about a virus. I'm just talking about attitudes, personalities, and relationships, and crazy people, and crazy posts. Hmm. I'm just glad to still be standing. Can anybody testify to the fact you're just glad to still be now, I don't know if I'm going to get any of those three people to help me preach today, but I could use some help. I need some rowdy believers because we're getting ready to go somewhere. As I begin to read this story weeks and weeks ago, I wondered to myself in the midst of all this craziness that we've been going through, could God be using all of this to just test his people, to, to test his his church, I'll never forget when this thing all went down. God woke me up in the middle of the night, and he was very specific, gave me rules for our staff that I came in and taught. These are, these are the guidelines and the rules, and we're going to obey them. And then there was three specific things that God told me. Number one, don't let, don't let people hijack your voice. You're not the voice of people. You're the voice of God. If I don't tell you to tell it, don't tell it. If I don't tell you to say it, don't say it. Ooh, that makes people mad right there because everybody wants you to be their, their microphone. 
The other thing that God was very specific is, is don't miss the God in the middle of this. Don't get so caught up with what's going on around you that you miss me right in the middle of this season of your life. Could it be that God is using this past 18 months to test his church? I'm not saying that God sent this hell. That's not the kind of God we we serve. The, The devil sent the hell. But I'm here to tell you, God will use all that hell to see what's in you, to find out who you really are. No, he doesn't send the hell, but he'll use the hell to reveal who you are. A test is what qualifies you to advance to the next level. The test that God gave Abraham was not to torment him, but it was to prove him, to prove what was in him so that God could then give him promotion, hello, sand and stars. I come to tell somebody today that just maybe this is just a test, just a test. So so I want to look at four types of tests. How many of you got time for this. Four types of tests. I could have brought ten. But there was four specific things that I see in this story that leaped off the pages at me, that glared me and stared at me eyeball to eyeball that I want to bring to your attention that I believe you will have to pass. You will have to pass. You will have to pass. You can't go to the next grade unless you pass the test. Listen, oh, listen, listen. I know what I'm talking about. I'm getting ready to share something I never thought I would share. Do you know I flunked a grade? I flunked. They held me back because I didn't pass the test. Why? The test is for the purpose of promoting you. I didn't know school was about education. I thought school was about fun. Air in my dirty lawn. And the bad thing about it, it was the first grade. <laughs> Who flunks the first grade? Oh, my, there's hope, for the, there's hope for the world. Look at Pastor. He flunked the first grade. And look what God is doing through him. Somebody ought to shout. You know what I had to do? I had to get my act together so I could pass the test, so I could go on to the second grade. I've come to tell somebody today, you better get your act together. Come on, it's time to advance to the sand and stars and the promises of our God. Four tests that I want to look at today. Here's the first one. It's called the awareness test. The awareness test. Are are you passing the awareness test? Hmm. Genesis 22.1, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. So God called Abraham, catch this, by name. We're only in the first verse of the story, and we already see the first test. God calls Abraham by name. He says, Abraham, Abraham. And notice what takes place. Abraham responded to the voice of God, which means that Abraham was aware that God was talking to him. The test that God sends to Abraham was a test to see if Abraham was aware that God was talking to him. To him. Hmm. The Bible says in John 10 27, it says, My sheep, my people here are, are aware of my, my, my voice. H- have you been hearing God? People say, Well, I'm concerned with people that hear God. I'm concerned with people that don't hear God. God says, My sheep hear, my people hear. My people are aware of what I'm saying to them, right? So God's people are to be aware of his voice. 
according to the Bible. So here's the question that I want to present to you today. Are you aware that God is talking to you? Do you know when God is talking to you? Did, did you know that it is absolutely possible for God to call your name, for God to be talking to you, and you don't even respond? Now, now I know, I know, I know it, it, it sounds like a silly test. It's the reason why I flunked first grade. It's the reason why some of you are flunking. I, I know it sounds simple, but how many Christians ignore the voice of God? <laughs> I, I know this with my wife. I can be so glued into a game, a, a television program, and she could be just yakking away. I mean, going at it for, 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 for minutes. I mean, and I am clueless that she is even talking to me. Does anybody else have this problem in your home? And I'm just enjoying myself and enjoying myself, and, and finally she just gets tired of talking to somebody that's not aware, and finally she'll say, hello, I'm talking to you. I wonder if God is saying, hello, I'm, I'm talking to you. Are you even aware? Are you so caught up in the craziness that you're not even aware that I'm talking to you? Are you giving any time to God for him to talk to you. So I've asked, I've come to ask somebody, have you even been aware of his voice in this, this past season of life? Oh, now I know here it's going to get ugly in here now. If you're new, you need to come back next week. We'll, we'll get it together. But I feel like I'm on assignment. I know, I, now I'm not talking about you because you're like Jesus' second cousin and you got it all going on. I'm just talking to the person sitting by you. I know you've been aware of the voice of CNN News. <laughs> and those are all the people that hate CNN. So let's make sure we get everybody. I know you've been hearing the voice of Fox News. Oh, let's go ahead and go all the way there. I know you've been hearing the voice of Newsmax. Mm -hmm. I know we've been aware of the, the voices of social media and all the feeds that we're being notified with. I know we've been aware of the political voice, been aware of the donkeys, the Democrats. The elephants, oh, we're going there today. Yeah, I'm going there. And the Republicans, right? I know we've been aware of the voice of the activism, the voice of every kind of opinionated opinion. And I really know that we've all been aware of all the conspiracies. Isn't it interesting to me that so many people know all the latest conspiracies. They can tell you all, all, they can tell you, but they can't tell you what Isaiah 8.12 says. They can't tell you what the voice of Isaiah 8.12. So, 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 since, so since I'm teaching the Bible today, and don't get mad at me, I'm just delivering the news. God's already worked me over really good, okay? L let, me, let me give you this voice that you might have missed in Isaiah. Don't believe their every conspiracy rumor. And don't fear what they fear. Don't be moved or terrified. Now, no, hold that up. That doesn't mean that there's not truth to the conspiracy, but you're not to get involved with it and not fear it. Somebody ought to shout right there. Come on, that's the voice. Are you even aware? Are you even aware that that is God speaking to you, I know we've been aware of the voice of fear. I know we've been aware of the voice of worry. I know we've been aware of the voice of doom and gloom. It's coming to an end. But I've come to ask somebody today, are you aware of the voice of God that says no weapon formed against you 
Oh, no weapon formed against. Are you aware of that voice? There's no weapon formed against you. Shall ever, 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 ever prosper. That greater is he that's in you than he that comes against. Are you aware of that voice? This is the test you have to have to have to pass. Hmm. God shouts out, Abraham! Abraham, I believe if you heard God today, you would hear him shouting out, my church, my church, where are my people, my church, my, my church? God is saying, are you aware of my voice? Are you aware of the voice of my word? You ought to read it. It's really, it's really God speaking to you. You can hear it any time. Of any part of the day you want to hear his voice, you could get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and hear his voice. I would encourage you, put your phone down and grab, oh, his voice, his, his voice, his, his voice. Are you aware of the, the voice of God that says in Isaiah 60 that when the world gets darker and darker, we're not denying that there's not crazy. I just told you this crazy stuff is going. It's going to get dark. The Bible's promise it's going to get dark. If you're freaking out over this virus now, just wait for what's coming. I'm telling you, there's something that can kill you every day you walk out of your house. You better make up your mind. Get your vaccine or get your freedom because you're going to have to learn how to live with an anointing to overcome in these fast days. We might have church right in here. We, we might have some church. We might have some breakthrough here today. We might have some deliverance. You're going to have to learn how to live. You can't huddle up in your home all day long. You're going to have to learn that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And there's no weapon formed against us that shall prosper. Ah, okay. I've got to behave myself. I pray, God, help me behave myself today. God, please help me. No ugly letters. No ugly comments online. Bible says, his voice says in Isaiah 60, that when the world gets darker and darker, that this is actually the time for the church. It's actually the time for the church to arise and shine and to become brighter. Actually, if you're hearing the voice of God, this is actually our greatest moment. The Bible says when it gets darker, not so for my church. That's when the church is to arise and shine and to become brighter and brighter and brighter. This isn't the time for God's people to be hiding and surviving on some kind of extended vacation. I think God is saying, where are my people? Abraham. Abraham. Church, church, everybody else has a microphone. Everybody else has their agenda. Everybody else has their parade. I think God is saying, where's my parade? And while you're having my parade, take my rainbow back too. Are you passing the test? Are you aware? Some of you say, I don't think you can say that in church anymore. Oh, yeah, we can. We can say it right in here. I will be biblically correct before I'll ever be politically correct. Come on, you got to make up your mind. Come on, who are you going to serve? Come on, as for me and my house, we shall serve. Oh, Father, I'm... got so much fear in the church we can't say and say say this or say we might offend somebody well hey listen some of us need to be offended we need to be offended out of our religion out of our comfort out of our idleness out of our complacency some of us oh my goodness and that's okay the door's right back there i, I made a promise to god God, when we come back, I, 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 God, this ain't no more career. No, I ain't doing it, God. I'll either retire 
get out of the way, or I'm going to be the Jeremiah that you called me to be. I'll be the Isaiah that you, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to people anymore. I'm not going to make nobody do nothing, but I'm going to tell them the truth. Come on. We're going to tell people. You, you know why? Because I'm done patting people on the shoulder saying it's going to be okay, that you'll live and not die, and they die anyhow. Why? Because they're so bitter. They're so offended. You can't get them healed. We want signs, wonders, and miracles, but we can't get it our way. We got to do it God's way. Come on, church. This is our hour. This is our moment to arise and shine. Come on, man. I... I got Rob with me. That's all I need. I need Rob. Just give me Rob, Lord. Okay, don't mess with me. I've been lifting weights all week. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to take you on. I'm ready to punt. Oh, I'm driving the devil out of this church. Driving that, driving that. St- hey, if you don't come for our men's and women's, you're going to miss it. Because if your, your life goes the way your thinking goes. And that's what we're doing today. We're challenging. You've got to be a part of the month of September, five Wednesdays. If you want a great life, you've got to have a great mind. If you don't get your mind right, you'll never get your life right. I, I, it's obvious I can't get all these in. I got deterred somewhere. The rainbow, the something, I don't know what it was, but I got deterred somewhere. I think it was God wants his parade. It means we're going to have to come out of hiding. We're going to have to get a microphone. We're going to take a stand. Oh, dear God, has it come to that? God, take a stand. God, take a stand for righteousness. God, take a stand for purity. God, tell people to zip their zipper up. Yes! 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 If we want the glory, if we want the power, if we want the breakthrough, if we want the sand and stars. Oh, my goodness. It's a problem when you've been wrapped up tied up in a room for 48 hours. Can I finish this point? (laughs) No, you probably don't want me to finish it. All right, let's see if we can get somebody else to walk out. Get somebody else to click off. You, you weren't giving anyhow. You weren't tithing anyhow. You weren't helping anyhow. You, you weren't contributing anyhow. You just wanted to hijack the microphone, change the gospel. My name is Randy. And I'm your best friend. But hear my heart in this. Listen, I'd never bring a message like this if God hadn't dealt with me to do it. You need to hear this. God didn't send the hell, but it sure is revealing what the church looks like, what his people look like. God says, if you've got sand and stars in your future, you're going to have to pass the first test. And when I talk, I need you to be aware that I'm talking. God is saying, where is my church? Oh, they're they're home hiding, God. They're hiding. They're hiding from being the church. They're not hiding from work. I seen them at Costco the other day. Target, now that's a vacation place for most people. I don't know what's up with Target. My, my wife goes to Target with the grandkids like it's vacation. Like, yeah, we're going to Target. You went there yesterday. Yeah, we go there every day. I said, well, tell, 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 tell all those church people we said hi. I haven't seen them in a year, but tell them hi at Target. The 
The malls are full. Restaurants are full. God's saying, where's my church? They're, they're not caught up arguing over all the same stuff that the world's arguing over, are they? I've come to say hell to all this nonsense. All this political posturing, all the activism, all the strife, all the anger, all the hate, it's time for the church to be aware that this is a moment, that this is our time, and we can't afford to miss roll call. We have a purpose, and it's our time to arise and shine. God is calling your name. Are you aware? Don't miss your moment to shine. Don't miss your moment to be a voice. Don't miss your moment to be an answer. Don't miss your moment to be a light to a dark and dying, hurting world. So how do we know if we're passing the test of awareness? When God calls, do you respond? Which leads me to the second test that I just want to introduce because it's a better landing place. He first has the test of awareness, then, but then God, after testing him with awareness, God tests his availability. Availability test in Genesis 22.1. It says, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abram and, and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Oh, hear this church today. Abraham responds to God by saying, God, here I am. But there's more to this than just a response. You see, here I am in the Hebrew language, one of the most powerful Hebrew words in all of the Hebrew language. They're going to put it up there on the screen. There's a couple different ways in which they translate it, but I'm going to translate or pronounce it this way, Hineni. 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 Abraham says to God, here I am, or one Hebrew word, Hineni, which means God, here I am without hindrance or distraction, ready to do whatever you need me to do. Even before you tell me what you want me to do. Wow, Hineni, Hineni. Abraham wasn't just responding to God. Abraham was making himself available to God. Abraham was saying, I hear you, God. I'm available to you, God. God, what is it that you need me to do? Abraham was giving God his yes ever before he ever heard the assignment that God had for him. It's the same thing that happened with Isaiah. God says, who will go for us? Who shall I send? And Isaiah says, send me, Lord, hidden me. Hineni, I'll do it, I'll go, regardless what you ask. Hineni, Lord. You know what the test has been? It's been over our availability. It's not that we, it's not just are we aware of God, it's, it's are we, are we available to God? Are you passing the test of availability? Abraham says, Hineni, God, here I am. What do you want, God? What do you want me to do, God? I'm available. So God was testing his availability because if God is going to use somebody, he has to find somebody who is available. I didn't say able. I, I said available. If there's been one thing that I have noticed over the last 18 months, months we got tons of people that are able. Very few people that's available. Oh, oh, they would now, now listen, they, they got ability, they got talent, and they're they're gifted, but they want to use it when they want to use it. And that's not Hineni. I'll use it if it's convenient. I'll use it if I'm not busy. I'll use it if I don't have anything else to do. And, and then they expect God on top of that to bless their life. But God is looking for your yes. 
regardless if it's convenient, regardless if you think it's important, regardless if you have to rearrange your whole life, God is looking from every believer, Hinnany, Hinnany, here I am. Now, I should have had a whole lot more people clapping, but I understand. God, help me to be aware of your voice. And God, it's not if I'm convenient. When you ask, I'm available. Isaiah said it, Abraham said it, all through the Old Testament. Start looking at that word. All through, you'll see it all. And God would show up, and they would all shout, Hinnany, Hinnany. What is it, God? What do you need, God? God, God send me. I'm I'm your man. I'm your woman. God, I've been hearing your voice, but I'm not just hearing your voice. I'm ready to respond. I am available. God is looking for the church to be available. Come on, are you hearing this? God says, I need some, I need some children's workers. I, I need some people that that believe that raising up the, the next generation isn't a waste of time. Sure like to get a few more greeters and parking lot attenders that really believe touching people's lives is an important thing. I need some, I need some singers and some worshipers too. Hinnany. Hinnany, Lord, you gave me this gift. You gave me this ability. You gave me this breath. God, what is it that you need? I need you to open your mouth and worship me. I need some preachers. I need some teachers. I, I need your business. Hinnany, Lord, what is it that you need? I, I need your career. Hinnany, Lord, what is it that you need, Lord? It got quiet in here again. Huh? I need your workplace. Yes, Lord, here I am. I need your neighborhood. Okay, God, Hinnany. Here I am, Lord. What is it that you need in our neighborhood, Lord? God says, I need your, I need your passion. Hinnany, Lord. How, how high do you want me to jump? God is looking for some Hinnanys. Somebody shout Hinnany. God is, oh, that was weak. Somebody shout Hinnany. You're Hebrew scholars. Here I am, Lord. God, I'm not here to play games. What is it that you need, Lord? God says, I need your time. I need your resources to make a difference in a world that is getting dark. I can't afford for my church to become dark with the darkness. It's a time to rise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon his people. Come on, stand to your feet. Hinnany, Hinnany, Lord, here I am, send me. Here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, Lord, send me. It's just, it's just a test. Could you be overwhelmed with all of the craziness that you've missed the opportunity to pass the test? Sand and stars will not happen in your life until you get out of the first grade. What do I need to do? Become aware. God's talking. This world doesn't evolve around me. It evolves around God. What do I need to do? Whatever he wants you to do, just shout it out loud to him and say, Hinnany, Lord, I'm your man. I'm your woman. I'm your person. I'm so glad you asked me, Lord. I was just ready, waiting to get involved. I'm on mission. I'm on assignment. We got two more tests. Maybe, 
after Jesus comes back, after the rapture, we'll talk about those. Although I might not be here. So we'll have some of the assistant pastors have that service. Now that was more than three or four people. That was like... How many of you tell, I just lit a rowdy today. If I've offended you, forgive me. It's not my heart to offend anybody. But I do believe it's my assignment to get sand and stars in your life and to sugarcoat things and to play games and to play religion. You got to know this is not that church. We did not come here because I needed a career. 19... 92, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. We said, hit in thee, Lord, hit in thee. And I believe that our brightest days are still ahead of us because we're gonna pass every test. I'm here to tell you, you're gonna pass every test. I declare sand and stars are in your future. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Just lift your hands to heaven. Sing something to him. This is our time. Come on, lift this your hands to heaven. This is our season. Come on, I'm as surprised by this hour. as you. This is our finest hour. I believe a shift is coming to our lives. In the glory of the Lord. This is our time. This is our season. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is our season. This is our finest hour in the glory of the Lord. In the glory of the Lord. This is our time to rise up. To rise up. Come on, this is our time. This moment. is our time. It's our just time a test. It's just a test. Oh, it's just a test. We're gonna this pass is the our test. Time. This is our time, time to shine. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you today that I believe I've done, I have said exactly what you have sent me to say. God, I pray that that shift would come you promised me you would send. God, that new hour, that new beginning, that new phase, that new season. God, may the people of God, the family of God, the people, God, that, that we pastor here, let this be, God, a moment that changes everything. God, the shift has come. The sand and stars are in place. The provision is there. And what's been difficult before will not be difficult. Doors are opening. Favor is coming. (laughs) Increase is happening. Opportunities for your people to shine like they've never shined before. God, I thank you for a greater anointing, a greater ability, a greater authority. I declare revival. An awakening has come to our community that this is our moment that God we're running with people that are ready to pass every test in Jesus name I declare it Father if there's somebody that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior today God this was not about Isaac giving his life this is about Jesus giving his life Father, if there's there's those that don't know you, don't have a relationship with you, never surrendered their life to you, God, I pray in this moment, online in this building, the Holy Spirit would begin to draw them. Oh, draw, draw the unbeliever, Holy Spirit. Oh, draw the one that's been running from you, Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're not right with God in this place, I know it's not popular to talk about it, but there is a hell and there is a heaven, and Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back soon.
Are you right? Have you got your boarding pass? You don't last forever. You'll spend eternity in one of two places. He used to say it all the time in the early days, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. If you're here today and you don't know if you're right with God or you've never surrendered your life, it was the love of the Father that marched his son up that mountain called Calvary who gave his life to be your perfection because he knew you had no ability to do it yourself. And God says if you'll surrender and make him Lord of your life, he'll make you his righteousness and he'll wash away the stain he'll wash away the sin he'll wash away the guilt he'll wash wash away the misery and he'll give you a brand new life that's you today my heads are bowed eyes are closed holy spirit do your work if that's you today and you want to pray the prayer, you want to surrender your life, you want to say, God, I'm coming back to you. I, I'm surrendering my life. Be my Lord. If that's you today, would you just raise your hand right where you're at? Believers praying, just raise it and hold it up high. Hands going up all over this place. I believe on the other side of this camera, hands are going up. Would you pray this prayer with me? And it's not about repeating a prayer. It's about praying it with all your heart, all your guts, all your belief. Say this when we say, Father God, today I surrender my life to you. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Father, today I confess that Jesus died upon that cross for me, that he rose from the grave for me, and now offers the free gift of eternal life for me. And today, I say yes. I say yes to Jesus' Lordship. <laughs> Father, I thank you right now in this moment that transformation is taking place. That you are recreating their human spirit a new creation in Christ Jesus. Father, in what you have begun in this moment, would you be faithful to complete it? In Jesus' name we pray. Come on. There's a boatload of people that just prayed that prayer. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 